video, five, four, three, two, one. And we are live. Amen. We say good morning, good morning once again to all of you that's out here uh, that have come locally. And we say good morning to our online community. We are blessed. We are honored to have your presence. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his spirit. Amen. 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 We are we're so excited about what the Lord is doing in the earth. Even though we see a lot of negative things, there's a lot of positive things going on as well. So we need to be a, a very appreciative for what the Lord is doing. Um, it, it's just wonderful to, to be under the, the almighty uh, wings of God, to be under the umbrella of God. Um, I am thankful. I don't know about y'all, but I am thankful and I'm grateful that, you know, he, God sees my sins as far as the east is from the west. And I'm thankful that he has so blessed me. And I know you all feel the same way that how God has blessed you and, and have kept you. We've had sicknesses. We've got family members that had COVID. We've got friends that's had COVID and hospitals running over with a lot of situations. But we are still among the living. Amen. We may come crippled, lame, and halt and all this stuff, but as long as we can get to him, that's what, that's what matters. So we, we're thankful for that. Um, we ask that you uh, uh, lend your attention to the Word of God. We pray that you, you, you just... Think on what God is going to say to us today and take that into our hearts. And, and uh, that way we'll, we'll know that the Lord is in operation. We know that he is because he's a good God and he's that kind of God. He's that kind of God. You know, we woke up on wee hours in the morning and um, a companion couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And, uh, it, 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 you know, wake up this morning, a lot of other different little things that, you know, little, 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 uh, uh, what I call some uh, little small foxes getting in stuff, you know, and TV don't work, internet work, nothing works. But, you know, uh, what I said to them, I said, forget about all that. Let's go serve the Lord. Amen. Let's go serve God. And he, is, he awaits us. He awaits us to, to give him praise and glory and honor. You know, we could be living in California, you know, there where they've got the snow. Amen. Then blocked off one of the, the, inter, the uh, interstates, the whole thing. We could be there. But God has allowed us to be in this, this area here in the south, and we're thankful for that. You know, they go from floods. I mean, back up. They go from fires. They go to, from, to floods. And now we're talking about a blizzard. So, you know, we, we are truly, truly blessed. Amen. And somebody might say, well, you know, they need to get their life straightened out. Well, don't we too? Amen. We all do. Amen. The pot cannot talk about the kettle. Amen. So we all got to get it right. Amen. You can't look at one and not look at our own selves. And that's why I'm so thankful for that. Amen. One more time, y'all just pray that the, you know, his health is back. Everything will allow him to stand. Amen. Amen. We just praise God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise one more time. Amen. Facebook acting up. Good morning, church. We had some good praise. It don't take long to enter in if you're willing. And now we're going to enter into the Word. We're going to keep the worship and the praise going. Amen? All right. Our message today is, He that giveth life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you this morning for allowing us to come out, to giving us the breath of life once again. Father God, uh, we 
lift up our hearts and our spirit to you, our mind. And God, we just lift up our whole entire being unto you at this specific time so that you can do and give us the mercy and the grace that we need and the love and the energy that we need to continue on on this journey. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Our title is He That Giveth Life. We're going to start out in John 1, verses 4. Amen? All right. The word of the Lord says, in him, that's Christ, was life. And the life was the light of men. Now, we have to deal with some stuff here. Because a lot of us think that we may know a little bit about what life is. But according to God's word, it says, in him was life. Well, what is life? What is it? You know, we got our own thoughts about what life is. But what is real life? So when I go back to the original meaning of the word life in this text, That word means real and genuine. It means a life that is devoted to God. It means a life that is blessed by God. This is what life is in accordance to what he's speaking here. A life that's in agreement with God. In him was genuine life, a blessed life, a devoted life to God, and an agreeable life with God. Amen. Amen. In him was life. And that life was the light or the illumination God. It was the light of men, but it came from God. Well, let's deal with this word light. It means to be illuminated. It means to have revelations about God. It means to have access to God and to understand God. We're going somewhere, yeah. I'm just setting the foundation. Let's go to John 1, 5. Let's deal with this thing called life. Amen? All right. John 1, 5 tells us that God is, 1 John 1, 5 tells us that God is light. It didn't say nothing about God being love yet. It doesn't say anything about godly love until the fourth chapter of that same book, 1 John. 
So God is light first. Amen? Amen. That means that God is a revelatory. He, he gives us insight. He gives us foresight about what? Life. Because <laughs> in him was life. And that life was the light of who? Men. Amen? So God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. Because the darkness is the same as the light to God. There is no hiding place. You can't hide. Now I'm the kind of man, everybody know me. I don't hide much of nothing. Because why should I hide anything about myself from you when God already see it? Why should I put more authority in you about what you think about me when God already see all about me? Ain't no hiding place. Somebody say, I can't hide. Uh-uh. Nobody. Because everybody's jacked up. Everybody. The preacher jacked up. The church jacked up. Everything jacked up. But somebody say, but God is able. He brought us this far. And he will continue to take us on. You can have confidence. I will remain confident in him. That I will see and have seen and will continue to see the goodness of the Lord. Let's go to Ephesians 5.18. I'm not going to be with you long. But I'm going to show you something here. Go to Ephesians 5.18. Amen. All right. We don't have the scriptures up there this morning. I'm going to have to get somebody back there. Ephesians 5.18. This is a familiar scripture that must be dealt with. I want you to look at the word here. Because a lot of people think that when he's talking about being drunk with wine, they think they're talking about drinking something. But I'm going to enlighten you today because God is light, right? Uh huh. God is light. And he is, in him is life. And that life, that life is life. Of men. So. Word of the Lord says here in verse 18 of Ephesians 5, chapter 5, verse 18. It tells us to be not drunk hmm, with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Let me help you. The word... Drunk here means to be transitory and adrift. You know, a drunk man, I'm not talking about drinking. No, we ain't talking about drinking. Because it ain't what go in a man that defiles him, it's what come out of him. That's Jesus' words. But see, we worrying about what's going in a person when we all, it's what's coming out of you. That determines whether you're drunk or not. 
Because the word drunk here means to be transitory and adrift. Have you ever been on the ocean? Have you ever been on a river in a boat? Well, I've been on all of them. And you can be adrift. Transitory. Unstable. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable, transitory, adrift in all his ways. All of them. So, God says here, don't be adrift or transitory with the things that are coming up against you in life. Don't get away from God because of your transitory situation. It says don't be drunk in excess. That's what it says. So listen to me, church. There are times in your life that you're going to be adrift. There are times in your life when you're going to be transitory. There are times in your life when you're going to be unstable. But the word of God says, don't be like that in excess. In other words, don't let it take you down. So don't be drunk with wine. Ain't talking about wine that you drink out of a bottle or a glass. Not per se. Where do you get a wine from? Grapes. How do you get grapes? From the wine press. It's got to be crushed in order to get the juice, the wine, right? Will not the things that we go through in life put us in the wine press and cause us to be adrift and transitory? Will it not? Come on, y'all, talk to me. Don't be sitting there like you've got it all going on because you don't. You ain't fooling nobody but yourself when you act like you're all that. Because the only one that is capable of holding that mantle is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The law couldn't do it. Man couldn't do it. Moses couldn't do it. None of the rest of them could do it without Jesus. Amen? Amen. The fulfiller of the law. Amen? Amen. So ain't it good to get the weight of that off you and allow grace, that unmerited favor, where we should have been dead, but God gave us another chance. Yeah. Be not drunk, transitory, or drift with your situations in life, your sicknesses, the deaths in your family, the financial problems. See, it's all kinds of things that can take you adrift. Richard Pryor and them call it stir crazy. You'll be going round and round and round and round. But you won't be getting nowhere. Amen. But see, you got to know for sure. You got to know for sure that your soul is saved. 
Because you're not going to be able to escape the miseries of this life. But you can't allow it to take you in excess. Be not drunk with wine, with the pressures of life that will crush you and cause you to become insufficient. You don't do that. They said, don't, I know it's going to affect you. He was smart enough, well smart enough, the Apostle Paul, to let us know that, yeah, sometimes you're going to be a little crazy in the head. Sometimes you're going to be a little distorted. So this, is about, this is part of life. But how many of y'all know that through the crushing comes the blessings of God? Because that's how the anointing comes forth. It's a high price for the anointing. And the greater your anointing, the greater hell you're going to receive. So everybody's always looking for the preacher to be perfect. When the preachers ain't nothing but men and women just like you all are. And you want grace. But soon as a preacher makes a mistake. Here we go. Here we go. It's called religion. And that's what's wrong with the church today. They got a religious spirit. It's hard to break that spirit. It takes years to break that spirit. It takes a strong arm to break that spirit in a church. Because every time it try to rise itself up, you got to condemn it. With the word of God. Because that's the only thing that's going to back the devil down. Because the devil uses us and we don't even know we're being used. The devil will use us in our own house. And we don't even know that we're being used by the devil. And the devil's sitting back because he got us out here adrift in the ocean, in the nations, without a life jacket. And if you go out there too far, you're going to drown because you're not going to be able to swim back to shore. Well, it's still this pulpit. This pulpit is not designed for me to look down on you or beat you up. That's not what this puts you under all kind of do's and don'ts. It's not what this pulpit is about. You know how they call it the pulpit? Because it's designed to pull you up to a higher place. It's called pulpit. We're already in a pit. And we need help being pulled out of that pit. Am I in the house? We need help. We need help from the Lord, his angels, and each other. Minister Tom preached last week, and he said that we come together to draw energy 
from one another. That's why we can't forsake, the Bible says, of assembling ourselves together like some have and erred from the faith. Well, I can stay home and look at preachers on TV. Well, you go right on ahead and do that, but you ain't going to get much energy from that. Anytime you can feel the energy from a TV evangelist, and you can feel it, that means there's an anointing coming through from that man or that woman. But in most cases, you ain't going to feel it. The energy comes when we collectively join together in one mind, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, in all, through all, and is all. Amen? Amen. That word. Well, when we look at being drunk in the spirit, Let's go to Hebrews 6.19 and let's deal with Ephesians 5.18 through Hebrews 6.19. Go to 6.19, Hebrews. Hebrews 6.19. Are we there? Word of God says, which hope, uh uh-huh, We have as an anchor of our soul. You know what an anchor does? See, our ship, our souls are like a ship. And a ship, to keep it from going adrift, somebody say you drop anchor. That's right. Our hope in Jesus Christ is the anchor. Of our soul. It causes us not to be too much transitory, too much adrift, too much drunk because of the things that we're faced with in life. Amen? Amen. Now, we've all in here lived long enough to know that we've all been through some hard situations. And if it were not for the Lord, all of Israel would have perished. Not some, but all of us. Because I'm Israel. I'm from the tribe of Judah. And whether you know it, don't you ever let nobody call you black. You're not black. You're a Hebrew of the tribe of Judah. That's where the slaves came from. In Africa, read the ancient maps. 90% came from the tribe of Judah out of Africa. It's been proven. You see, what history does is tell his story. That's why they call it history, because it's his story. And his story is going to tell a lie. Because his story don't want you to know who you are. And our people are so conditioned until they believe anything that somebody else tells them. 
about them. So they keep you. One minute, they're calling you black. One minute, they're calling you Afro-American. You don't know what you are. You, you know. <laughs> well, what are you? Are you who God say you are? Oh, man, say you are. And they mad at Google now because Google using AI. And what Google is doing is throwing out all this stuff that they had other faces on and they putting other faces on it in other colors. You see, God is a spectrum of colors. And the magnificence of God is that everybody is unique. Every individual is unique, just like a snowflake. No two are alike. No two, nothing is alike. It may look, but looking in ears is two different things. Amen? So I'm glad to be in the house of Judah this morning. I'm glad because Jesus came through the lineage of Judah. And if Jesus had been under the law, he never would have been a priest. Because the law stated that only the Levites could be priests. But see, Jesus came through and brought forth a, somebody say, a new priesthood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a new one. And we ought to be excited about that. I don't care what you're going through. And I don't mean I don't care lovingly. I mean that it doesn't matter what you're going through. God got you. Amen. Didn't he heal you? Yes. He healed me. Still working on me. Heal you. He doesn't do something for everybody. Amen. And if, if the only <laughs> testimony you got is... What God did for you last year, you need to check the God you serving. Because God does something new. His blessings and benefits are new and compassion every morning. So you can't tell me that he ain't done nothing since last year for you. And you still here. So many of them gone. The anchor to our soul. That's the remedy for being too drunk, too transitory, too adrift, is to drop anchor in that which you are hoping in, which is hopefully Jesus Christ. Notice I said hopefully now. Because some people drop an anchor on money and everything else. But let me tell you something. Money, it ain't nothing. The only thing money do for you is make you want more. You can have a trillion dollars and still want more. Well, when is enough enough? How much do it take? And you still ain't going to be satisfied. 
If you had it all, you'd still be wanting more. Yes, you would. So that lets us know that it's all a lie test. It can't be trusted in. And if you do trust in it, then you're going to lose. Now, go one more place, and I'm going to break down some things dealing with the life. Genesis 1, in these scriptures, verses 1 through 5. Amen? In the beginning... God, that word God, that means Elohim. He created the heaven and the earth. It was done. Done deal. And then Satan decided he was going to ascend into heaven. And he messed up things for himself and for the world. And look at verse 2. Now the earth, which are the nations was without form. Look what this thing does. That word form there means that the nations have become vain. Y'all know what vain is? That means you think you got it all together. But you really don't have nothing. So the earth, the nations, was without form because the nations had become vain. And it was void because it had become undistinguishable in ruins. I want you to look out at the world today. The world is vain. And the world is in ruins. And darkness, which is ignorance, it seems like the leaders have become the most ignorant. And ignorance, darkness, was upon the face of the deep. You can't see the deeper things of God if you're ignorant, if you're in ruin, if you're vain, puffed up. How many of you know a little knowledge of puff you up. But the Spirit of God, what did it do? It moved upon the face of the waters. Because the waters are God's spiritual blessings. And you're not able to see the spiritual blessings of God If there's a cascade of darkness and ruin and vanity covering over the waters, okay? And God's Spirit was moving across the darkness, moving in us, trying to get us to see. So God speaks a word, because don't nothing happen to God speak. And God said, that means he challenged something. He challenged the darkness, and he said, let there be what? What kind of light? 
Was it the light from the sun? It was him. Because God is light. I showed you that. He said, let, let there be me. Let there be light. And that was light. Now man is beginning to see again what's in the depths of the water. His blessings. Because his blessings come from the one who created the waters. His blessings come from the one who created the deep. Satan messes up everything, makes it formless, makes it void, makes it in darkness. God comes along and says, okay, I'm going to revamp this thing. First thing I got to do is bring me back on the scene code. Oh, come on now. I'm glad you thought it, kid. You always catch me. That's why I'm there. Because you're teachable. She's a mess when I met her. Religion. Religion. Yeah, religion. Oh, she fought me. But I just kept showing it into her. In the back. There it is right there. Can't you see? horns go to glory. <laughs> that old religious spirit, I'm casting that thing out through the word of God. And then she surrendered. She said, I see. Got to bring them out of that religion and bring them into the spirit of the truth and living I don't care what you're going through. And like I said before, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm just saying don't allow it to take you out. Adrift. He said don't do it in excess. I know you're going to waver, but that's what I'm here for. Drop anchor in me. Drop that anchor. I got you. God is a good God. God is a good God. So, here we are in verse 4. Two more verses and we're done. And God saw the light. Yes, he did. That word God there means Elohim, the seven spirits around the throne. 11th chapter of Isaiah, first and second verse. You'll see it there. Spirit of the Lord. told you this before. Spirit of Wisdom, counsel, might, understanding, uh, spirit of the fear of the Lord. And it's another one, the spirit of wisdom. Did I count that one? Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, spirit of the Lord, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, and spirit of the fear of the Lord. That's the Elohim. That's what created everything. They are the seven spirits around the throne that make up the one. Because he's emanating these things out. Wisdom, knowledge, might, the fear of him, the spirit of, his, uh, of the Lord. He, he's emanating this out into all his creation. So God saw the light, and he saw that it was good, and God divided the light, the revelation, 
from the darkness, which is the ignorance of man. Amen? See, he had to make a distinction because if you've never eaten a steak, and all you've ever eaten is bologna, and I'm not, I like bologna, so I'm not, but I'm just using this. But if you've never eaten a steak, then you don't have anything to compare that bologna with. Because that's all you ever had. So God had to divide the day from the night. So that you could see the difference. Do you know you can be so blind that you can't see the difference between dark and light? So God reveals it to us, right? He said, this is day, which means this is what's required of you. And this is night. And this is ignorance. And the evening, the Bible says, and the morning was the first day. So the first thing that's required of us, because that word day means to be required. It is required that we can differentiate the difference between what day is, illumination, revelation, and what ignorance is. That's why when we see ignorance, we loaf at it. Whether it's within ourselves, we need to see it in ourselves more so than other people, but it's easy for us to see it in other people. Because it takes the light off of us. You know a roast bug in the dark, he'll run all over the place. You put that light on him, that joke will go to running. Will it not? Ain't that what a roach will do? Yeah. Put the light back on yourself. And then you won't have time to worry about what somebody else's darkness is. Because you can see your own. But you can only see it through the light. And the evening, which is your best state, and the morning, which is your breakthrough, was the first day. In order to get in your best state, and in order to get breakthroughs from God, it is required day. It is required that you know the difference between light and darkness. Now let's give God some I, I, I kept that in my mind. I kept that word in my mind. 